Hello? Uh, check one. Check two. Are we recording? 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 Okay. So we are back with y'all silly asses again this week. This is the Death Perspective Podcast. What? 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 Yeah! Um, so I guess we start this episode off like we normally do. crazy busy week for me man like mm-hmm. i just uh you know I, I started this new job last month mm-hmm. um and uh, uh my boy that got me the job um uh, he went on vacation this week so i've been filling in for him mm-hmm. um and so it's basically just been a lot of just like working like every night this week in addition to you know like my main gig uh, at the shop, so doing a lot. Yeah, doing a lot, man. But just you know, trying to like, you know, just like trying to stack that paper. Just up. trying to, you know, like I don't want to be in this thing where, you know, I've been broke, like broke, broke. Yeah, that shit sucks. And I don't want to fucking do that anymore. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm too old for that shit. I don't want to like live <laughs> right. that way. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, I want to yeah. be able to like not frivolously throw around money. But, you know, I'd like to, when the time comes, you know, do something nice for myself. Be like, yeah, I got that 30 racks. I got 30 racks right here. Boom. Yeah. So, it's all about, like, you know, being able to do what you can afford to do. And just even just, even if it's just, like, treating yourself or even just, like, functioning. Just the fact that to be able to do it with, you know, less fear and less worry. Um, so that's what I've been about. So even if it's a little bit of like not getting a lot of sleep mm-hmm. or, you know, I'll just try to, you know, just, just try to like grab it now and grab the work now because who knows what's going to happen. Like, and, and that's such a month. fucked up trade off though. I mean, right? it is. Like it's, you got to trade like your health and your sleep for I, I mean, fucked up trade. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the fucked up part of this capitalist society. It is what it is, you know. That's right, comrade. Yeah. But, but <laughs> yeah. But then also too, you know, I always, uh. Try to like tell myself and the fact that like the thing that is good about it is that and I was just actually saying this uh, to my homeboy at work last night. You know, I finally got to the point where you know everything that I'm doing as far as you know work wise is music related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Yeah, we did. We discussed this last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know that's good, but that's it's a good still place to be, man. yeah. So you know I'm still thankful for that, but it's a lot. You sure. know, So sure. Just, trying to do that because you know like we we got shit coming up this year man we got you know trips that we want to do you know Mm -hmm. like we're probably gonna you know like we're talking about going to uh detroit to see like i thought you were finna say dubai i was about to say well you (laughs) better get a third job (laughs) (laughs) nah man like capitalism (laughs) we're like going to detroit around uh like labor day to see my family that's what's up uh you know my wife's birthday is in September, and like we're going to the Madonna Inn, you know. So, like I said, there's shit coming up, and yeah. I want to be able to, you know, yeah. enjoy it fully. So. That's what's up. I got homies in Detroit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got a, a homie in Detroit. What up, Chris? Um, yeah. So, Izzy, what's up, man? How, how are you feeling, bro? 
Tell me about it. You all right? Yeah. This is just a check-in. This ain't the what's good. This is a check-in. Was that the what's good? Did you hit me with what's good? I think I did hit you with the um, what's good. Oh, no. Okay, right, right. Right. I mean, I can do it again. Okay. It's all good. <laughs> I can do it again. Yeah. Fuck it, let's just go right into the what's good. So, Izzy. Right. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. With with the mental health check, dog, I have been, uh, I've been defiling myself. Uh-oh. Yeah, let's go ahead and start with that. <laughs> what you been it's, doing here, Izzy? It's been pure debauchery, bro. It's been oh. pure debauchery. Okay. Pure debauchery. I've been trying to, I've been trying to get on the uh, on the sobriety wagon. I done fell off the wagon. Okay. A few times. Yeah. Right. But, but I've been networking. I've been getting drunk with like doctors and surgeons oh. and shit. So I'm oh, trying, trying to get in a circle. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like at least it's at least it's for a purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> pass, pass me a degree. Shoot me, shoot me a little something I can put on my resume. Yeah, you know? I mean, so, at least if, you know if you're getting fucked up, at least it's for a good cause. Or you can, you yeah. can, you can at least be like, let me just borrow your degree so I can photocopy <laughs> it, <laughs> and I can, and, and I can get on my Frank McNeil Junior shit. You know what right, I'm saying? Exactly, right. yeah. Let me, let me hang it up in my office yeah. for about a good week. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, can, do you concur? Do you concur, Doctor? You know, do you concur? concur? Yeah. <laughs> right. oh, I, I need a second opinion. <laughs> Let's send you to a specialist. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to. Um, it's, it's it's been a slow morning, man. I'm trying to drink, trying to get real hydrated. Yeah. Trying to get some fresh air. I feel you. I'm yeah. Go, I'm drink. going out bad out here, but I, I'm I'm gonna get it together. I'm drink the water. Drink that coconut water. Get those electrolytes up in you. Oh, I'm, say, I'm saying I you need might be some coconut. You water. might be going out bad, but it sounds like you're coming in good. You coming in good. Oh no, nah, man. Right with 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 the doc. Thanks to the doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where it's at. That's where it's yeah. at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You okay. know, having some friends in high places. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. That. A little networking, <laughs> you know. Okay, so I, I got a little, I got a little tidbit from a what's good. I don't know if um audience, I'm sure that you noticed we had an episode that we split into three parts last week, um uh, because your boy Joey Dula went to Georgia for vacation. Went to go see my son. It was an awesome vacation. Um, oh, I I survived. The Georgia pollen. Georgia? I got severe allergies. Terrible. Dude, that Georgia pollen is no joke, it ain't man. Playing. Like that shit fall like a blanket. Like a blanket of yellow on everything. Yeah. Right. I I never had allergies. I mean I I grew up in the Bay. Yeah. I never had allergies until I moved to Atlanta. Yep. I would hear people <laughs> talk about allergies. I'm like, what is that? I don't know. Until uh-huh. you can't breathe. Yeah, you know, like, right. that's, yeah. Bro, that's so what like, it is when your when your throat close up. That's yeah. where allergies are. Like, oh, that's what this is, bro. And you can fucking see it, like that, <laughs> like that yellow shit. You wake up one day, like you you wake up one day, nothing. You wake up the next right. day, that yellow shit is everywhere. Yeah, everywhere, it is bro. Everywhere. Well, I'm gonna tell you all, something. All crazy. on the sidewalks, the street. Oh yellow. yeah, the cars oh, yeah. cover. Every car is yellow. Yeah, like if it rains, you got like big yellow puddles. Yeah, like it's not. That's a good part though. When you have allergies and it rains, you have a little bit of a respite from the, from yeah. the symptoms for you know at least a day. But the, the crazy thing is, I, I've been out here in Cali since uh, 2017, right out here in Oakland, and I had not had any allergy issues up until last year here in Oakland. And I think that's I don't know why that is. Maybe there's more pollen. I don't know. Anyhow. Um, my eyes got so itchy. I didn't have like the upper respiratory thing or like even like the runny nose or I mean, you heard me a couple episodes. I had the sniffles, right? But like 
it's my eyes, man. Yeah. It itch so bad. And I'm taking medication. I got the Flonase. I got the Zyrtec. I yeah. got the, the Claritin. I, I, I pop back and forth right. from those. Right. The Mucinex. Yeah. No, 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 I, I don't need the Mucinex because I don't have like the chest congestion, right? So I really don't mess with it. Mm. But I, I got yeah. Zadidor. I got the eye drops. Yeah. Right? Well, last time when we were recording, man, oh. like... You look like you went like twelve rounds of Ali, son. Bro, I look straight up, <laughs> swole. Like I've been up all night shooting heroin or something. Yeah, bro. my eyes were. I look like death. Oh, I look God. like death, bro. Um, <laughs> and and it, the reason why is because I could keep my hands out of my face during the day, but when I'm asleep, I'll wake up and I already would have been rubbing my eyes for like fifteen seconds. Right. Got yeah. so bad, bro. Like the the skin on my yeah, eyelids was bad. cracking. Right, the skin would crack. And then, like, the tears got hella thick. And then it would, like, scab up. You know how, like, a wound gets, like, that little mucusy kind of... Yep, yep. Right yeah. I hope y'all ain't listening to this shit uh, during breakfast. Yeah. Is, <laughs> right. It was bad, right. dog. I just... <laughs> like, cold compress, hot towel, and, like, still, the itching was... But anyway, now, I'm finally... I'm looking like I'm back to normal. Um, y'all probably noticed some of my recent social media posts. I was wearing <laughs> sunglasses. <laughs> oh, that's that that's be wise. Yeah, that's that what that was. Okay. Now it looked like death, so, but I'm gonna tell you, it ain't stopping you, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> is killing us, man. So we can really just like blow blow a fistful of pollen in your face, and you're done. Like it's nothing yeah. you can do to us. I'll, prob- I'll probably be hospitalized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, call the ambulance for me right before you do it so they get here on time. Yeah. Don't, don't close up. I think my ex-girlfriend left an EpiPen somewhere in here. I got to find that. <laughs> well, I'd like stab you in the chest and yeah. do like Uma Thurman and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wake up. <laughs> God damn, I said God damn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, my ex was allergic to peanuts, right? And well, that that should have been my what's good months mm. ago. Bro, I've been fucking Reese's peanut butter cups up bro i got a big old jar in there i just yeah. take, i just take a damn spoon to it every day because i couldn't fuck yeah. with peanut butter for like five years right so now it's just like it's yeah all, it's a whole new world i got the cajun boil oh, joint oh, was real allergic bro i'm ordering thai food every week yeah oh yeah that dude, pad thai peanuts on the sh- oh dude pad thai I'm rubbing Pad peanut time. butter all over my butt. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you like Iggy Pop, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what that means. But no, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy, did you get the reference? No, I was, I was coughing. My bad. No, I'm, but I'm um, um, Iggy Pop, <laughs> when he was in the Stooges back mm-hmm. in the day. Okay. Um, one of the things that he did, because he would do like crazy shit on stage. He would like, run around like he would like you know cut himself open with like you know broken glass and oh, shit blah, okay. blah, blah. Just, I mean dude like you know the students were one of the first bands that birthed punk rock okay but one of the things that you know cause but that was one of the things that made them what they were was like you know Iggy Pop doing like crazy shit on stage mm. and one of the things that he did and it's documented you can find it on YouTube okay um he was like standing on top of like people like in this crowd and he had this big jar of peanut butter and he was just like smearing his chest with it okay <laughs> all right just getting off all right just getting that's off. cool I'll, that I, sounds like it that sounds like an elephant's wet dream <laughs> <laughs> i can pull it up right now oh my standing god on there, we finna, yeah we finna get into it this is kind of so, so, kinda kinky what happened 
We all we all subbing for Iggy Pop. Hey, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Iggy was one of the greatest fucking frontmen of all time, and this is a yeah. Izzy, what you you had a question about Nutella? What was it? <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro! You fucked you fuck me up with that. You fucked me up with that. But no, I was gonna tell you. For, um, okay. I took I took I took my boy out last night for yeah. his uh, his first Saturday night out. My oldest son. Right. Yeah. So we went to this. Um, it's uh, we went to the planetarium at like ten o'clock at night. And it's a show called Sam Scara, and it's a um, it's a big like art gallery experience where like digital art and all this psychedelic stuff, you know, like geometric shapes that replicate themselves and all this just crazy, crazy shit. And um, one of the visual artists is named Android Jones, one of my favorite, you know, artists. Period. If you haven't checked out his work, you know, for all the listeners out there, check out Android Jones. Sounds amazing. And, um, that, yeah, is that was that yeah, is that in, is he a, he's a musician or is he like a visual artist or what? No, no, he's he's a visual artist okay. and he creates a lot of um digital art. But it is, I mean, if you've if you've, you Google psychedelic images, you know his shit's gonna come up number one. You know, what I'm saying it's it's really trippy. It's really for niggas to do DMT to. <laughs> that's that's you know so I so I got my son at the show <laughs> you know but everyone here is you know probably like on shrooms. So it's not it's not an adult experience like he's he wasn't it wasn't inappropriate or anything but it's just it's obviously a show for for, for DMT. Right, right. But, um, right. I mean, well, some of them, some of them shapes, you know, if you know when you when you on mushrooms, you close your eyes and you see. And you can still see them. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, know? yeah. you just you your travel, brain you travel towards them. the light. See them, like, yeah. you know, all kinds of crazy shit. Right, right, right. Yeah, man. Yeah. But my, my son already he he already a, a hipster. And, you know, he loves cool art, cool music. You know, he you know he makes his art and everything. So um. It was dope for him, you know. He's he's out there tripping. Them. Oh, and he just got glasses. We just got him glasses, so now like he can see he's seeing the world for a first time. <laughs> and I'm showing sure you like the, mo- the most bo- bizarre psychedelic experience. What was that? Uh, how old is he? Oh, he's 11. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, That's yeah. what's yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. So you know, just just tip of the iceberg. Just throw him out there, but um. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely put him in the deep end of uh, psychedelic experiences at, at fucking eleven. <laughs> right, right. right. I mean, we, we're, blue is mine. we're making, we're making it, we're gonna make it real clear though. Right, he was sober, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. My eleven-year-old, you know, he just breathes air. That's the only thing this nigga does. Okay. You know, he be soaking that shit up. But yeah. other than that, he's good. That's what's up. Okay. Good, good. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Let's jump right into the currents. Hopefully, the undertow don't carry us away <laughs> Izzy you got a current event for us this week something you want to speak on yeah man it's um you know real short and sweet I just want to uh, tell you what I found in case you haven't heard your boy elongated muskrat here we oh, go now again with this here we go this motherfucker elongated muskrat yes folks Elon Musk this man he bought a 9.2 st- 
percent stake in Twitter. Oh, that's great. So, that's right. I heard about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's that's, that's pretty damn big. Now you know, yes. obviously, he doesn't own Twitter, but uh, with this move, he's the company's largest shareholder. They sound like he so owns he owns me. Twitter. Right. What's the eight percent gonna say? This man, this man owns uh-huh. seventy-three and a half million shares. Of wow! The company. Why is that allowed? Why is that allowed? Seventy-three because capitalism. No, that's man, that's why. fucked up, man. They need to regulate that shit. He should not be able to. You should reach a point that you got so much money that you should not be able to own any more property or another fucking dollar. Like yeah. you just need to start mm. spending. Right, yeah. start spending. You can't. You can't own any. Like, the only thing he should be able to buy is like goods that deteriorate, or just like, or start like you know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Start giving it away. Right. And actually, not to you know. Right. He should only be able to buy things that spoil or depreciate. Right. That's yeah. it. Mm. Yeah. That's like, it. Interesting yeah. concept. Yeah. Concept. The money should go to like real people. Yeah. And I'm talking real people, not like you know. He's he's an, fake charity. He's a cyborg though. He ain't, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's not a he's not a real he he's doesn't not a feel he's not a everything person. y'all talking about. He's never even thought of. He's helping, so he doesn't have emotions. No, <sighs> that's but, wild. So so when when he bought the shares, of course, you know the, the Twitter CEO and everybody else on the board immediately hopped on Twitter to give him the proverbial bop, 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 you know about how great of a nigga he is and how he's going to save the world and he's here to help Twitter and shit. Hey, hey, tell them I'm going to hop out on them. I'm going to hop out on them. They need to chill. We record podcasts out here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, the Twitter CEO and other board members, they immediately hopped on Twitter to, you know, give him his his praise and worship and talk about how great of a person he is and how he's going to help the world become a better place. But, you know, with that being said, the segment should be called Man Who Could End Homelessness buys twitter like that's, yeah yeah exactly that's, that that's really headline. what this whole that should shit be should the be the headline yep it's fucking and it, and and it should be a real headline not just like an onion headline sure right sure right so it's earlier in march early in march the Muskrat posted two tweets the first saying free speech is essential to a functioning democracy do you believe twitter rigorously adheres to this principle he didn't answer this rhetorical ass question with, given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. What should be done? And I guess he answered, what the fuck should be done? You should use the world's wealth to play Monopoly. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, man. He yeah, got all so the railroads. He, he got all the he, railroads right now. Dude, he's got Boardwalk and Park Place. And he building, he building right. hotels. And like, yeah, and like hotels on Boardwalk and Park Place. I'm saying. Everyone exactly. knows, you know, and, oh. my, and, and my dad always used to say this and crack me up, but he would hate playing Monopoly because it's like, Whoever gets Boardwalk and Park Place, like, it's game a, over. It's a wrap. Like, Mark is still playing this. It's a wrap. Yeah. Right. And here I am trying to pass go so I could get my $200. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. funny enough, Damn. we all know it's right before you pass go. Yep. yep. So you can get lucky Pax. with, like, you know, two or three rolls, but you know there's going to be that one. Right. You know. Somebody going to get it. Yeah. Somebody going to get like, it. Thank you, <laughs> Monopoly fucking ruins relationships. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's torn families it's apart. Torn families apart. That's how you manage your cousin for like three years. 
Yeah, man. Elongated muskrat. The man and bought a uh, a majority stake in Twitter. He is the largest individual owner of uh, or shareholder of Twitter. And um, I noticed, man, a lot of a lot of right wingers are pretty excited. Especially politicians. Of course, of they, course are. they are. They are. They are really. They are applauding Elon Musk and encouraging him just to block, just to buy the whole platform, which basically just means fucking bringing back the parliament. Uh, no. That's all yeah. that means. <laughs> I don't understand why, you know, unless they're rich themselves and whatever. But I don't understand why people that make seventy grand a year or less. If they're conservatives and they're cheering on rich people, it's just like, what the fuck? These people don't give a fuck about you. Right. They, right. Right. Yeah. You've deluded yourself into thinking that uh, you can one you can one day be Elon Musk. But for uh, anyone uh, listening, anyone wondering, the Muskrat spent almost three billion dollars for this move for his stake in Twitter, and that which is only about him. one. It's one percent of his network. That is wild, one, man. So, hey. hey Happy poverty, everyone. Yeah. Happy poverty. Yay. You listen. Working, living check to check. Hey, this is Elon, Elon Musk has spent 1% of his of his fucking wealth, and that's $3 billion. So, hey, you, you want to hear something real funny, though, too? I mean, and this is, this is, this is really crazy, is I'm willing to bet I'm a happier person than Elon Musk. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that dude, that dude does not. He has like three facial expressions, and Happy is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude does not look like a good time at all, at all. Hey, I don't the, the what only any of y'all say. I I stay out of um I stay out of celebrity gossip, celebrity lives, and stuff like that. But I I was so excited to see that his girlfriend. I think they got married. They got a kid together. The Grimes, yeah, yeah. 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 When she when she left him, I was so happy. I was like, oh, I know this nigga is so heartbroken. But you know, he he got all this money and can't do nothing about these (laughs) your emotions, nigga. But didn't she do? uh, Didn't she do some kind of like some kind of like fake ass photo op holding a um. Holding a book yeah. by, uh, by Karl Marx. Yeah, she did. It's like, yeah, oh, so I know about that life. Yeah, come on now. You, try, you can't separate yourself from the billionaire chick. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to see the gallows. <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially, especially so quickly. But speaking of gallows, I vote that we make the new symbol of the revolution a wood chipper. Okay. No Did, more, no more gallows. No more guillotine. We just we putting them in the woods. Oh, Elon, elongated muskrat. Uh, you number one, baby. We fertilizing the earth. Yo, we fertilizing the earth with you, bro. That's a, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. But that's some rich ass soil. Yeah, I'm just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. yeah, that's like, man, man, that's like some Fargo shit, ain't it? It is though. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Wow! When, when, when we get when we get the uh, the death respective shirts, we're putting wood chippers on the back. So Andrew Yang, he had this policy. His universal basic income is right. something that he. There's a platform he was running on when he yeah. was in the presidential mm-hmm. uh, candidacy. When he has candidacy uh, and his uh, campaign going, and I think that his the, the whole concept of that was the fact that social media sells our information and they make so much money off of being able to target ads to us Absolutely. that they should be right. paying a tax and right. cutting and cutting us a check 
every month, right? Well, they should be paying taxes anyway, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, true, true indeed, right? But they should be cutting us a check because we are the way that they make money. We are right. right? I mean, like, we're their guinea pigs. Right. So, so, I mean, Elon shouldn't even be able to, I don't even think you should be able to own any of Twitter. I don't think any of that should be public. Any no. of those any of those forms, I don't think they should be public. As a matter of fact, well, utilities too, but that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, com- comrade. Yes. We gotta uh <laughs> Yes. We gotta we got we gotta take this man's wealth and redistribute it. Man. Absolutely. We absolutely do. We have absolutely. Absolutely. It's too many hungry yeah. people out there. I just I, I spent the night over in SF last night and um on the way to my destination and on the way back it was difficult, man. It was difficult. Yeah. yeah. There's so many homeless people, so many people dealing with substance abuse issues, and I'm just sleeping on the street. Bruh, I, dude, I'm in, I'm in SF in the mission, like, every week, like, at least a couple times a week, and that shit looks like New York in the 70s, man. It's a, like, it's, real talk. It's a hard, it's a hard real walk. Talk. It's yeah. a hard walk from the BART to wherever you're going, man. Mm-hmm. Right there in the tenderloin. Oh yes, yeah. boy, dude, it like Skid Row. Yeah, it's yeah. wild, bro. Like I'm telling you, man, it looks like New York in the '70s. Like people say, people say all the time, "Well, Oakland is dangerous." No, nah, dog, I feel a lot less safe walking through the tenderloin. Yeah, in SF. Dude. Oh my god, I'll yeah. go anywhere in Oakland. It, yeah. I, I'll go deep east. I ain't, I ain't tripping, right? But, yeah, yeah, that is wild. That's yeah. wild. And it's funny because like when you're like and you're in the mission when you're on Valencia, mm-hmm. it's I, you know, it's you know, you know, like there's a few people, but it's not too bad. But when you're on mission Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. And I took a wrong turn on the way to my destination. Oh, that shit. was a bad move. Bad idea. I had a briefcase Ooh. in my hand too, boy. I had a briefcase. I didn't have cuffs for the briefcase. No. I had a briefcase and boy. Right. Was, you oof. might as well be walking around with a treasure chest, bro. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> like they want it. Exactly. I was getting eyeballed it. hard. I was getting eyeballed hard. Hard. But you know what we should do? Let's just let's just get let's give Elon an invitation. Elon Musk. Um I'm sure he'll never hear this shit. But Elon. But Elon. Um I invite you to come and kick it with your boy and we'll take the Bart over to SF and we could walk through the tenderloin and let's see if your money can make anything happen over there. Yeah. Let's see. But you know, that's it's, it's no capital capitalism. Yeah. That's 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 the thing. That's, that's the wild. Thing. Exactly. Wild. Okay. So, I wanted to um cover a little story, kind of kind of a revisit because uh, I spoke about this uh last season, I believe, of the Death Perspective. Um, the story that I'm covering this week comes out of uh, Lusaka, Zambia. Um, it was uh, it was widely believed at the height of pandemic that Africa was spared mostly from the overwhelming death tolls we saw in other areas and other countries, mm-hmm. right? Um, and some of the theories that that people, scientists, and doctors were throwing around um, was that for many rural African communities, they may have already had some level of immunity to COVID-19, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because of, you know the the animals that they live in close proximity with yeah. you know we know COVID nineteen was a zoonomic disease, uh, meaning it's been passed from animals to human right. beings. Right. Of course, there's conspiracy theories floating around about a lab and uh, gain of function research and all, but I mean none of that none of that's really yeah, been proven none, yeah. as far as how where it exactly came it, it came from exactly, which is really a moot point in the, in yeah, the middle of like, the pandemic anyway. Yeah, it's like right. I don't care. Right. That shit doesn't matter. It's here. Mm-hmm. We got to deal with mm-hmm. it. And I, th- I think one of the one of the greatest things that I saw uh, proving that point was when somebody's house is on fire, they don't call 
the fire marshal to see how it happened. No, they called a fire truck and put the shit out. Then they investigate. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, there was other theories also that were bounced around that said uh, because of the climate and because of the uh, massive amounts of outdoor events, because it's so warm in Africa most of the year, mm-hmm. um, the coronavirus wasn't able be- to spread in the way that we saw it in other places that had you know right. large indoor right. venues. Um, and the consensus was that COVID just skipped Africa altogether, right? Who was saying that? Uh, scientists and doctors, because the numbers weren't coming in. Well, this is this is simply not true. Yeah, no, that's it's not, not the true. case. It's not at true all. at all. Um, the truth is that the lack of testing, testing cap- capabilities, and mass underreporting of cases gave us a death toll that is now being considered to be one fourth of the actual deaths in Africa. Wow. So, yeah, you mm. multiply that shit by four, and that's mm. what they're saying it might be now, right? Now, that's according to a new study that's not been yet uh, peer-reviewed. Um, there were mm. there's a group of doctors in Zambia's largest hospital in Lusaka um, that have been testing the corpses of Zambians that, were, that have been piling up since the onset of mm-hmm. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the facilities were not equipped, really, to handle the amount of cadavers that have accumulated. And, uh, wow. Yeah, they were saying that there there's uh, cadavers, um, corpses lying on concrete with just blankets over them. Oh my God! Um, they weren't able to to refrigerate quite a few, of, or even even dispose and bury the bodies because they, they were coming in so heavily. Um, Fuck. Mm-hmm. And doctors found that at the height of the pandemic, eighty two percent of the bodies that they tested tested positive for COVID. Eighty two percent of the deaths in that hospital. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now I got I got yeah. that information from a MIT Tech Review. Oh, okay. Um, and I did a little more research trying to kind of expound upon this story. So I got this from Al Jazeera. Uh, they're saying that, <laughs> believe this shit or not, two-thirds of all Africans may have been affected with COVID-19 in the past two years. I believe you. Two-thirds of the entire population of Africa right. was affected with COVID in the past two years. Wow. That's, that's a lot crazy. of people, bro. That, yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, and they were, and, and they and they were withholding vaccines from the whole continent yes. Yes. for some motherfucking patents yep. because you can't profit and, off. And of we it. we getting there, we getting there, yeah. we getting there. The WHO previously estimated that 11.5 million Africans contracted COVID, but now because of the new info and the new studies and cases that are coming out, they're saying that the number was 97, 97 times higher. Than their original original estimate. What? Ninety seven so times higher. Wow. So you just so you just so lied. That, yeah, that, that's like well, they that's a know. straight up lie. What they're saying is they didn't know because the testing really wasn't available in the beginning of pandemic, so they were giving the numbers that they had. Now, in all other countries across the globe, they're saying that the number is actually sixteen times higher, but in Africa, ninety seven times higher. But if you take a continent right that historically is Full of third world countries, mm-hmm. countries that have been controlled by imperial powers, yeah. countries that are choked of resources, mm-hmm. um, countries that, to be quite honest, like people don't give a fuck about, or they don't think about, right. or they don't regard in high esteem. Sure, you know, I mean, again, we just had to deal with a president that called these countries shitholes, shitholes, shitholes. You know. Now, was he referring to an anus or a toilet? Doesn't matter. They're both bad. Yeah. They're both bad. Yeah. So. Right? Maybe he, 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 I mean, referring yeah. to his own mouth. Yeah. I think, so, possibly. honestly, it's like if most people already have that attitude. Yeah. 
you know, this isn't su- this isn't surprising because it's like it reflects in the data. Yeah. It reflects in the collection of data. Sure. And the importance of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so basically this just sounds like, you know, we're not going to really bother with trying to like, you know, count or measure this. We we got other shit we're worrying about, blah, blah, blah. And it, when we finally get to it, it's like, oh my gosh, you know. Well, I mean, like, well, what I do you that, expect? I think that you'll find, and I remember you covered, you covered last uh, last week, Zimbabwe, right? The, yes. the education system in Zimbabwe. This is this is true for most of Africa. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. right. Um, the education is not available. Yeah. Readily available. Yeah. Like, and it's know, not because it's not people valid. don't want to learn. Yeah. It's because these imperial powers have oppressed the shit out of an entire continent. It, yeah. It's because the resources are so limited. Yes. And so small. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it, I, I, you hear, I hear that, right? And I agree. They are small and limited. And it's not because they don't have the resources. It's because other people own and control them. Right? It's such a resource-rich continent. Absolutely. Precious metals. Gold, gems, yeah, uh, and they're not farmland, like, yeah, and they're not distributed properly. They're no. not distributed to the to the people that really need them. Sure, sure. Now, in uh, in the end of November, on the end of November, uh, we did an episode, and I spoke about uh, the pandemic response in Africa and the need for a uh, vaccine supply mm-hmm. and the inhumane practice of putting a patent on life saving medication. Izzy, you alluded to this a little bit earlier. Um, yeah. There is a bit of good news coming from the story that I'm reporting on, uh, despite how little and how late it comes. There is an agreement in the pipelines right now to allow the use of mRNA technology to mass produce vaccines in several factories across the continent. Right. Right. So now, now that we've so-called declared the pandemic over. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So-called. Yeah. Um, Man. We should be, ah, we should be putting these people in wood chippers, Joe. Yeah. yeah, we should be tying them up yeah. and putting them in wood chippers, bro. But see, this is the thing, though, right? I don't own a wood chipper, bro. Yeah, don't worry about that. You gotta don't you worry about that. Get one. Okay, okay. We, yeah, get, we yeah. just we, we gotta just get gotta one from Bezos, these. right? Yeah, we gotta get one from Bezos. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, you right. Just I want I want it from him. The irony won't be lost on me. I want that wood chipper from him. <laughs> <laughs> you sold it to me, fool. Yeah, right. Not get in it, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. So I think, <laughs> right, hop in. Yeah. So I think I think my jam is gonna be. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go back and revisit quite a few of the stories that I reported on out of the, out of the continent of Africa uh, last season, and because um, I'm I'm reading up on some of these stories, and there's quite a bit to follow up on. Um, some news out of Sudan, some news out of uh, Ethiopia. Uh, so in the, in the coming weeks, y'all keep your ear out for that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Coming something up. that we want to emphasize with every episode that we do. Uh, we we don't want to forget about our brothers and sisters in Africa. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, like some of these stories might not necessarily be as sexy or as exciting as something else. Um, but we just want to bring light to it. We just yeah. don't want to make sure that we forget about these people. And because, that's what we do out here. We cover yeah. un- underreported news and we shade the bullshit propaganda off the rest. Absolutely. And give it to you raw. You yeah. Know? Raw. To the, best of our, to the best of our ability. Yeah. Now, if y'all want to buy your boy a plane ticket over 
to uh to Africa then you, you Yeah, don't be shy. <laughs> Let me don't know. be shy. <laughs> Hit my DMs. Yeah. Hit my DMs. So Jaffa, yes. you got a you got a story you wanted to hit us with this week, brother. I do, okay. I do, I do. Now What's this, up with it? Now uh, uh first of all before I wanna get into it, um I want to say congratulations uh to Miss Kataji Brown Jackson yes. for being the first Magic. uh yes, for being the first African American woman uh, to serve as the justice on the Supreme Court. Hell it's something yeah. that has been a long time coming. Yes, sir. And I've said this before. Mm -hmm. I'll say it again. I am in full support of black women being in charge. Yes. And running shit. Yep. Coming from someone that was raised by a strong black woman. Yep. And was around strong black women as, you know, mothers, grandmothers, you know, mm -hmm. aunts, mm -hmm. cousins. Mm -hmm. um, they're some of the strongest creatures in the world. Yes. The most marginalized group. Yeah. But these <laughs> are the ones that, like, <laughs> yeah. they should be in charge. Sure. I'm fully in support of that. So, mm -hmm. again, um, so, again, congratulations to her. But this story uh, talks about the process of how she got to be um, in this in this position. You mean you mean her, her work or the confirmation process? The a confirmation process okay. that she had to go through. Let's, let's um, so uh, the story uh, I got from the Associated Press. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I like about uh, the AP and their website is they will run articles where they'll do fact checks. Sure. And um, because the thing with the Associated Press, that's where a lot of other news sites get their news from. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of the uh, one of the least biased uh, news sources you can like get from. Right. Um, okay. So what they did, uh, they had this article where they talk about um, you know the grilling that she was getting from Republicans mm -hmm. about her record on crime and all of this, and just kind of saying, well, okay, somebody said this, but this may or may not be true. Right. Um, and it's like about a a couple of subjects. Mm -hmm. um, so this goes through, they were talking about uh, Guantanamo Bay and uh, Lindsey Graham. Oh, yay. This motherfucker. Here we go. Uh, so he asked her something mm -hmm. about what is the redivicism rate at Gitmo. It's 31%. How does that strike you? Is that high, low, about right? You, you know how it strikes me? It strikes me as terrible. Of the detainees released from Gitmo, 729 released 229 have gone back to the fight. Uh, and This is what Lindsey Graham is saying. This right? is what Lindsey Graham said. Okay. Now, the facts are, those numbers about the detainees at Guantanamo or Gitmo are misleading. The actual redivicism rate is 17%, not 31%, according to the government, and has been far lower, down to about 5% since the start of the Obama administration. Mm. What's this got to do with Jackson? As a public defender before becoming a judge, she was assigned to represent four men who had been held in Guantanamo, and some Republicans are arguing that that makes her soft on terrorism. Oh. So you have that. Mm -hmm. uh, they also got into um, uh, Senator John Corrin from Texas, asked her, why in the world would you call Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld and George W. Bush war criminals in a legal filing? What? What do you mean? Why would you not call them that? Yeah, I was like, uh, why the hell would you not call them? Because it's like a car. But, uh, <laughs> but so, so 
but so yeah, so she, so he asked her that, and she said, I don't remember that particular reference. I did not intend to disparage the president or the secretary of defense. And this again is like showing what level of you know class and grace that she had. Sure. Like keep in mind the last time we just had this whole thing with confirming a Supreme Court judge, you had somebody, you know, a grown white male. I like beer. I like beer. Yeah. Fucking crying. (laughs) You know, and and looking like a fucking scared possum. Yeah. Whereas, you know. Scared possum. No, seriously. (laughs) But this lady, Miss Jackson, you know. Maintain her composure. Maintain her composure. Never broke a sweat. Yeah. Was this, you know, solid. She didn't take her earrings off and put her hair up once. Nope. Nope, not at all. At all. Mm-hmm. One more thing I want to bring up. There was another subject, um, and this was talking about uh, critical race theory. So Oh, they had to bring that shit up. Yeah, of course. And she knows who else about was going right? to bring it up but Ted Cruz? Of course. This of course. This motherfucker. <laughs> this so, it's your boy, Ted. Yeah, it's your boy. It's your boy. Um, so, so Ted Cruz asked... You described in a speech to a law to a law school what you were doing as critical race theory, and then uh, Marsha Blackburn, a Tennessee senator, said you have made clear you believe judges must consider critical race theory when deciding how to sentence criminal defendants. And the facts are—they're both correct. Jackson never called for it to be incorporated in federal sentencing, nor said it should be used as part of the work of a judge. Mm -hmm. Critical race theory is a broad-based term. It started as a line of thinking in law schools that racism is systematic in the nation's institutions. Many Republicans have since cast it as a culture war effort to rewrite American history and convince white people that they are inherently racist. (laughs) Still, there is little to no evidence that critical race theory itself is being taught to K-12 public school students, although some ideas central to it, such as lingering consequences of slavery, have been. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to say something. Please. And I'm going to say this very slow. Okay. And I want to make sure that everyone listening knows exactly what I'm saying and where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So pause. Okay. Pose breathe. myself. Breathe, breathe. Critical race theory is American history. <laughs> Straight up. We're talking about critical race theory. It's American history. It's fucking American history. Yes. I got it. I got it. It's funny you say that because I was just thinking when you were, when you were, when you were talking about teaching critical race theory, black kids learn critical race theory every day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> real, real real quick. Critical race theory you know, day one. Nick, that shit critical, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And so, no, so, I mean, I say this because um, I wonder about people that have a problem with this. It's like, if you're someone and you don't want your kids to know about racism or the consequences of it or, you know, the fact that we had founding fathers that were slave owners or that we had, you know, people in positions of power that were racist why do you not want them to know why do you not want your kids kids to know that you know some of you have no problem teaching your kids that there was a man that lived 2,000 years ago which by the way 
was peaceful and told everybody to love everybody mm-hmm. and was completely innocent. But somehow this guy basically got taken, arrested, unlawfully, you know, was completely innocent, uh, got whipped 40 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say that the say that his back looked like raw hamburger. Uh, they put a crown of thorns on his head. Um, and they crucified him brutally. And we have books and we have movies about this. Mm-hmm. And we te- and these people teach their kids that this happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and I learned about it when I was four or five years old. Mm-hmm. You know, these people have no problem knowing about something, something like that. Why do you have a problem with your kids learning about slavery? Mm. Or racism. That's mm. something that I really want to ask. I, and, I'm, and I'm not just asking but, rhetorically. I'm asking, like, please tell me. Think, please tell me why this offends you. I think it's, I think it's pretty simple, man. I think it's pretty simple. Um, because the, va- the vast majority of the people that are really pushing the narrative to combat critical race theory are probably those that are shareholders and companies that benefited directly from slavery. Ding, 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 ding. Right? Mm-hmm. Are are the descendants of those who owned large amounts of slaves? We have a winner. Yeah, exactly. Or even the grandsons of Klansmen. Yeah, that, you know. That's another thing too, where it's like you know I I understand certain people feel different politically. You know, I understand if you don't want your kids to know about you know sex at an early age or you like maybe don't want them to be like exposed to you know lgbt or you know yeah like i yeah like i get that you know kids should have their innocence as long like that's one thing i'm not talking about that sure but kids from the early age well one they know right and wrong Mm -hmm. you know and they know what's unjust and what's just sure from an early age right so, I still don't understand why some people have a problem with, you know, kids learning about the fact that this country was built on slavery. I mean, as as three black men, imagine the implications of, like, learning really early, like, learning in school about the Tuskegee experiment. Not, like, reading it later on and be like, oh, shit, this country's fucked up. But, like, learning in school, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, Nat Turner and, you know, like, he- hearing uh, the, the real stories of what really happened, like, we we would have been on a totally different path. I mean, we would have been, been, been on the me. same path. I think it would have benefited but, me greatly to know yeah, that. Exactly. Then, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that and that's what, they do, that's what they don't want. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, knowledge and wisdom is power. Yeah. I mean, it's a cliche, but it's true. Yeah. And so, you know... The powers that be and certain people uh, benefit from people being ignorant. Yeah. And people not knowing their worth sure. or not knowing their power. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's kind of funny that I said a couple minutes ago, I don't know why. And I'm just like, I just told myself why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So what, I got a question. What, 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 what was, what was uh, the justice, um, what was the response to this, the Ted Cruz? I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Did she school him? Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah. That guy's such a damn clown, bro. Oh, my God. He's such a clown. I don't know anyone who likes him. No. I don't know anyone. I mean, you know, yeah I, yeah, I know 
some people who would consider themselves conservatives or that aren't like liberals or Democrats sure. or whatever. But I don't know anyone that's like, I love Ted Cruz. He's a great guy. He's got a very punchable no. face. He's got no, a very punchable no. face. Like, if that's the face hey. you see him and you just want to hit him. <laughs> For real, dude. Right. Mm. Oh, okay. So, ask Wood chip a candidate. Wood chip a candidate. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dude. He's the, the, the first, man. <laughs> you know. Just even just like that whole thing when we're when like when he went to Cancun. Yep. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You spend all this all this time dissing. You know what I'm saying? Dissing Mexican people being racist, writing all these racist laws, talking about illegal immigrants and you know they're rapists and drug dealers, yeah. and then you fucking go to and Cancun. then you go to Cancun. Wait, no, but this is the you thing, go, though. You go to Mexico when Texas needs you. Yeah, the that's right, the part. Exactly. That's that part during a winter storm. Yeah, where they had no electricity. Mm. You you fled to Mexico. Yeah. You fucking cracker. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. fled to Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you dumb motherfucker. Right? Cancun, Ted Cruz. Yeah. You know. All right. So what she say? Okay. So she said. Okay. So ask Tuesday about her speech. Jackson said that her comments referred to the entire laundry list of different academic disciplines that I said relate to sentencing policy, as said by sentencing commissions or legislators, not courts. She said that none of that relates to what I do as a judge. You're talking about critical race theory, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Which I don't really see how it can't, but... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All so, right. like, I don't know. That's it, man. Uh, you know, I just wanted to, like, bring it to mind... Like I said, you know, celebrate the fact that she got in, that somebody that looks like her mm-hmm. um, got in that position, but also be aware that while it is a victory, it's a partial victory. It's not, you know, yeah. it's not an excuse to just completely go, yay, everything's right, woo! It's like, you know, yeah. no, there's still, yeah. So just like keeping that in mind and just being aware of that. So. That's what's up. That's what's up. You know, I was going. I was going to cover some uh, some recent news, but I think I'm gonna skip over it because I think y'all got enough of that on Facebook. The slap heard around the world. Oh I think we. God. I think we're gonna skip that. One. <laughs> this week, oh my God, not really. Yeah. Well, it was. You know, it was weird because it was just like you know that shit happened. You know, when we were off, when you were in Georgia. Yeah. So you know, if we were. If we were recording, you know, we obviously would have, you know, had to speak on it. But uh, um, I have a, uh, I, I have a friend of mine uh, who's a comedian, uh, and he's got a podcast. Shout out Sean Boyles. Mm-hmm. Um, he made a post of like, man, the thing I hate about this the the most is all my all my comedian friends are saying shit about it. Yeah, and everyone's got jokes and everyone's got memes. And yeah. it's just like. You know, it's like it was. You know, it was. You know, it was like interesting, like for the first five minutes, and then it was just like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. It's like okay, like we're gonna keep talking about this right. and being obsessed right. about it, especially when you know we have the wife of a Supreme Court judge, like basically, you know, conspiring to commit treason, and you know, mm. just just like doing that on the wild. Yeah. But then we're gonna like obsess about well. This thing with celebrities. Well, I mean, I mean, we, I don't really think we're gonna talk about it too. T- I mean, why not one day? No, no. So we're, we're not gonna talk about it. We go. <laughs> I mean, just one thing, and then you know, we don't leave it because I don't want to really yeah. eat up yeah. the podcast with this old bullshit circus story. Uh, I don't think the joke landed quite as well as the slap did. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's go leave it there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Next time on Deaf Perspective. I just want to hear it. No, it's made for white men. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscars. <laughs>